everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Pippin Padalopsicopolis podcast, where we'll be discussing episode seven, the Winter Solstice part one, aka Spirit World as well. And I'm joined here by only Avatar expert Andrea this week. We don't have Jasmine. Say hi. What's Andrea. up, everybody? Yep. <laughs> uh, a little sad. Uh, scheduling thing she's got some stuff going on that she needs to take care of um maybe next episode <laughs> uh probably not because we're actually going to be recording these next two episodes back to back because we are well we now we but andrea will be moving to minnesota this week so yep. just in case she's too busy moving and getting settled down next week uh just have one recorded just in case Wow, so you're just going to talk about my, you know, my life updates for me. Thanks, yeah. Daniel. Well, I was just about to ask <laughs> what, what's going on. How's it how's it's been a week or so? It's been a little bit more than a week. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah Cuz we usually yeah. We so usually, we usually start off the episodes with, you know, who's dying this week or who's got what going on. And, and uh, uh I've just been I've just been packing, trying to buy winter clothes, but uh this week and like my chest disease stuff, it's been chilling. But uh, Daniel's the one who's dying this week. So Daniel, what you got going on? <laughs> so it looks like I got one of them cases of the COVID nineteen. We'll know more about it tomorrow because I'm getting tested. But my girlfriend did come out positive. So and I've been feeling like shit since Saturday, and it just feels like such a long time has passed that I can't believe it's only been like really almost a day and a half of sickness <laughs> and i'm like how it it's it doesn't make sense i don't get time anymore but yeah so tomorrow i'll be getting tested not looking forward to that i don't like things in my nose it's and, honestly not bad it just feels like a reverse nosebleed i'm gonna cry um here's the scary part though i'm going to walgreens and at walgreens i'm going there because it's free but they bring it out to your car and it what the email said I have to do it to myself. So I don't know how what? the fuck I'm gonna do that. I What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was reading I it. it I was don't like, think I would have been able to do it myself. I don't know how a person could do it themselves. It's it's like to, it's torture. It's you're literally torturing yourself. Well, here's some tips. Uh tilt your head pretty far back and uh definitely inhale. While you're doing oh, it, just boy. like, just brace yourself. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm not looking. I don't even like I just was make sure you get a good swab because then you might have to do it again if they don't get a good enough sample. And I hear it goes up both, right? You got to do it both nostrils. Uh, I just got one done. Um, I hope it's just one because uh, my girlfriend had to do it uh, both nostrils and uh, she was getting the like immediate results, so it came back like three times inconclusive, and then they finally were like, you know, we're just gonna send it to the lab. So yeah, she had to do that like three times in a row, maybe four. I don't know, but I I couldn't. I I don't even want to do it once. But yeah, that's my life. It's not as bad. It's not horrible. Uh, don't get it though, because you know, it's not good for you. I I. I I heard it like permanently messes up your lungs for life. Yes, it does. Yep. <laughs> so. So wear a mask. 
Social distance. Yes. We Listen are... to the CDC. Andrea, you're the scientist here. I am. I am a bio major. I have a degree. Yep. Listen to her, folks. She's an expert here. Uh, I don't... I, I don't... I, I made it so long without getting it. I was really hoping I, I was I was not going to get it. <laughs> and I'm just not... Just, I'm just disappointed. No, oh. we can't control everything in our lives. I, yeah, but I don't... like. I mean, yes, I do go out, but it's not to socialize. And I'm always wearing a mask and I'm always like at a safe distance. Like I shoot weddings and stuff on the weekends. So I only use one lens to be far away from people as well. But I never got it from that, which I think out of the two of us who live in this house, I thought I would get it first, but she she got it first. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of, I lost my, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm coughing. Um, So I have a question um, real quick on COVID. Okay. Can you infect yourself? Like say I have COVID right now and then I just coughed on this microphone and then I'm cured and then I come back and speak into this microphone and I like touch it and lick it or something Would I get give myself COVID again? No, because since it's a virus, it needs a living host. So if, you know, you cough or lick on the microphone right now while you're sick mm-hmm. and then, you know, you don't touch it for a few days, uh, it's then dead because it didn't have a living host to like feed off of. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> Can dogs get COVID? Um, that I don't know. I hope not. I really hope not. Anywho's moving on. Um, <laughs> it's enough COVID talk. I think this, this podcast wasn't made was meant to get us away from COVID to have something else to do well. And He's, now two out of the three hosts have had it. So yeah, well, <laughs> it's not look not looking too good here. Out of the three, Jasmine was the first to almost have it. Uh, someone in her household had it and then she tested negative though good for her lucky her i mean she was sending me some mean texts saying i hope i didn't give it to me hope i did though but i hope i didn't don't say that yeah no i'm sorry jasmine she's not here to defend herself so (laughs) i'll defend her then (laughs) okay so avatar news there's not much this week. Uh, the only Avatar news I have this week is Bandit Basics released some socks on Friday. So if you had got that shirt first and you managed to order the socks before 3 p.m. on Friday, I think you got like a 15% discount off the socks. And the socks look kind of cool. They, um, I might get the socks. I'm a big socks guy. I, I love having like colorful socks and stuff it is my goal one day to have a pair of socks for every day of the year that is just very intense and why would you want 365 pairs of socks why not i mean they never where are you gonna put all of those in my sock drawer how but it's not gonna be a sock drawer it's gonna be a sock dresser i mean they're not that thick i mean socks yeah, but three hundred and sixty-five pairs. Yeah, how much is that? Like, how? 
Do you think that would fill a room? No, I don't think that would fill a room. How high do do three hundred and sixty five pairs of socks stack up though? I don't know. It depends how you what stack I, them. Well, what if I lay them flat? Like I don't fold them or anything. They're just like flat socks, like stretched Th- out. You know, I couldn't tell you. I'm you know not what? the sock expert. Maybe I'll just hang socks, hang, hang my socks in my closet. Because honestly, I don't have like sock drawer. Or I anything. know, I know COVID affects your respiratory system, but has it affected your brain too? Because, um, probably, <laughs> honestly, I'm like seeing things sometimes. <laughs> Any, anyways, I will probably get those socks. Andrea, do you like socks? You have Avatar socks. I you, do have Avatar socks. You whipped them on last, last week. I did. Um, they're great. I got them from the, uh, the store Lunchbox. Is it called Lunchbox, right? Box Lunch. It's backwards. Box Lunch. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I got you. from Box Lunch. So they're uh, yellow socks with blue arrows on them. Nice. They got good stuff. Um, I got my Avatar shirt from there, my uh, Airbender jersey. <clears throat> I wish I had been able to get all the jerseys, but by the time I got around to it and had the funds for it, they were already like they weren't making them anymore. They, um, I w- I got the last medium shirt on their website, <laughs> and I was like panicking to get like my. I looked on like I went to the the mall and I was looking for it and they they didn't have it. And I was like ah, so I looked online, and then I saw that they have one more. So I immediately like started panicking and trying to find my my card to like buy it so i like sat on a bench at the mall and i was like gotta get the shirt gotta get the shirt and i got it it took a while to get here i think probably because of covid mailing stuff so that for a while i thought you know maybe maybe someone just got it before me and i'm never gonna get it but then i did and i think on the same day i also had ordered the limited edition steelbook avatar collection which is really cool you guys, if that's still available, you definitely, definitely get it. It looks, it's something to look at. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's like a coupon for like the Kyoshi book or something. I don't know. But yeah, it, it looks really cool. Like I don't usually buy physical media, <clears throat> but like the steel books, when, it, when I see something that looks neat, I always get the steel book. And then you can chuck it at people and it hurts better more why would you want to throw that art at someone someone some people just don't appreciate art you know yeah but i would want to throw it at them it's like the boomerang it comes back (laughs) got it okay that's enough out of you okay Um, i'm just i'm gonna start talking about avatar so you can stop talking okay sounds (laughs) sounds good sounds good (laughs) So episode seven, Winter Solstice Part One, The Spirit World, this is where they go to this village. Well, they're so the gang, the incomplete gang, I should say, um, is flying over, flying around, trying to get to the North Pole. And they come across this scar. Katara called it a scar um, in a forest. That was Katara, right? I think it was Katara. Yeah. Or was it Sokka? I don't I don't remember that part. Like, I don't remember the dialogue of that part. Okay, well, exactly. someone someone called it a scar because it was just um, a burned-out part of the forest. And they stopped to go take a look at it, and they find out that the Fire Nation had burned it all. And so Aang is very sad. He kind of feels a connection to this place, 
and Katara finds acorns there and kind of inspires hope and Aang that the forest will grow back later on. And so they get approached by a villager who says that their village is being attacked by a spirit monster. And so he calls Aang the great bridge between the two worlds and he thinks that he can fix their problem. So right place, right time for these people. And so, um, you know, they're talking about that, seeing how to deal with it. Then we see Zuko and Iroh from, for the first time in a few episodes and they actually get some dialogue. They are, Uncle Iroh's just chilling. He made his own little jacuzzi for himself and he fell asleep in there. And so Zuko supposedly leaves without him because his uncle took forever. And his uncle Iroh ends up getting captured by Earth Kingdom soldiers. He gets taken. Zuko comes to look for his uncle, can't find him. And then back to the gang in the village, uh, Sokka gets taken by the spirit Heibai. And not much that they can do about it. Aang doesn't really know how to control the spirits or interact with them. So Sokka is stuck in the spirit world. While Aang is chasing him, he... He himself gets stuck in the spirit world and he doesn't realize it. He goes back to the village to go talk to everyone to say that he lost Sokka, but uh, no one can see him. And he's stuck in the spirit world and he meets Avatar Roku's dragon uh, who needs to give him some messages. And Uncle Iroh even sees Aang and this dragon flying around, which is really interesting. And then Zuko sees Katara and Appa flying around looking for Aang and Sokka. Zuko chooses to continue looking for his uncle instead of the Avatar. And eventually Aang and Heibai go head to head and he learns how to kind of calm down the spirit in a way. And so then all the villagers return. Zuko and Ira have this great fight scene with the Earth Kingdom soldiers and... It feels like everyone gets a little happily ever after um, until Aang finds out that he needs to talk to Roku on the solstice on his home island in the Fire Nation. And that's where that episode ends. Did I miss anything? I feel like that was a really long description. I think that was pretty good. (laughs) I I think that's mostly because I didn't interrupt anyone at any point. I I just let you talk. I was like, (laughs) let's see how it goes if I don't if I don't interrupt anyone this week. Well, I felt like I was talking forever, and I was like, I feel like... But also, a lot did go on in this episode. It did, so. uh, which is good, because... All right, let's start at the beginning here. Um, yes. So, the forest burnt down. So, I have a question. So, when the, they burnt down the forest, do you think Heibai was the one that drove the Fire Nation out of there? Or do you think they just burnt it down and left? Um, I feel like if Heibai drove them out i feel like the villagers would have said something about it true but i mean they did say they were terrorizing the village as well mm-hmm. but also if hey were there he would also know that it was the fire nation that destroyed that land and not those villagers that yeah that makes sense as well but that, that also it's like if that's his forest and someone rolls up and starts destroying it i would have you know as a spirit, uh, like as we've seen most spirits in like other episodes, they usually kind of come out and start being aggressive towards the attacker. It just feels weird that that's true. Hey, never came out and to protect his land, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that's because the avatar's just been gone for so long that 
the spirit world and the physical world just out of balance if they just don't cross over as much maybe it like took them a while to realize what was going on well well in this whole thing it's the solstice that's you know the big point in this so i feel like hey is taking these villagers because it's the solstice they can actually and he can actually interact True, with yeah. the physical world so i mean if the fire nation destroyed the forest nowhere near a solstice then this hey by wouldn't have been able to do anything really so i think that's probably another reason why as well yeah that makes yeah i forgot that the closer they are to the solstice the more active i guess they become yeah you had something that i think you mentioned earlier something about the nuts oh yeah like guitar inspiring hope and everything which i don't get like her intention was good, you know? Mm-hmm. Look, there are still acorns. Like, these trees can go back, grow back. But, like, the soil is so bad. Is like, <laughs> I don't think there's any way that they're going to grow back. Like, and I know there's, like, agriculture techniques where they, like, burn some area. But I feel like that's just, there was no return from that. I feel like it's a magic. And I feel like, well, at the end, Hebei just creates random bamboos. Um, yeah, so go do that to your own little forest. Yeah, I hey feel bye. like he could just do that. <laughs> oh, and speaking of Hebei, so uh, when they get back to like the village, the guy, uh, he calls it the black and white spirit. Mm-hmm. And I just have a question, like, why is that one? I mean, I get that it's a panda, so it's black and white, but the most, like, the better, more iconic black and white spirit would be the two koi fish. Why isn't that the black and white spirit? Well, because they're the ocean and the moon spirits. But I feel like... The ocean and the moon chose to be a part of the physical world, and they took the form of those koi fish. So are they even spirits anymore? I would say they are. I guess. But I guess we'll talk about it when we get there, because I have (laughs) have a big question regarding that, actually. But going back into the, the village, dude, when you saw Appa flying across the village, did he just, like, haul ass after it because Appa is flying really fast and was he hoping to like catch up to it or what what was going on there like I mean I feel like well we don't know how far the village is from the forest either well it's not that far but I mean even if you saw the flying bison why well I mean Zuko even says Appa is a lot slower than he thought I mean once you're on it yeah probably but you ever see like an airplane yeah. They're fast. I don't know where I was going with that. Hold on. <laughs> uh, COVID, guys. COVID. <laughs> uh, I, I, get what you're, I think I get what you're trying to say. Like I, when you're on it, it doesn't feel fast, but you are going really fast. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what I was trying to say. Uh, I was trying to figure out how to like, I was trying to figure out the physics in my head, but then I got dizzy and I just, I just stopped. <laughs> My brain just like quit. I mean, yeah, he probably had to do some marathon sprinting to try and catch up because I feel like he could have seen them coming in for a landing. And they were also, they were there for a while for him to like catch up, you know? Yeah. Hang had to cry over the soil and everything. So, yeah. I'm just saying, because like, I mean, it even took them a little, like, Aang was flying on his thing while he was chasing Sokka. Oh, yeah. And that took him a while that to was get a there. Long- so, I mean, Chase. if you're walking or running, I feel like that would take a, probably an extra amount of time. But I, mean, I guess, well, I'm thinking that answers my questions. He probably saw them land and then he was like, I'm going to go see and maybe I'll get lucky and catch them before they leave. Or he could have been closer to them then. 
he might have been like out of the village and just roaming and you know he saw them or something but yeah what's your next topic you got um so when iroh gets taken um by the earth kingdom soldiers they're talking about how, how they keep going on about oh he's not the great general he once was anymore and like i totally don't get why they're saying that because they're earth kingdom soldiers so they know about king boomy mm-hmm. boomy's old as hell like he's mm-hmm. ancient you know mm-hmm. like he's as old as ang but like actually old and so they're talking about like how he's not that strong whatever but like boomy's like he said he was the most powerful earthbender and you know we may agree or disagree on whether he is or not but like we see in the show that age doesn't necessarily correlate with strength or weakness so like it just i don't understand why they did that and then later on you see how like badass iroh is um my friend roller requested that i say that iroh is a beast he is um, a beast and let me tell you exactly <laughs> why he's a beast not only does he strategically leave uh Zuko a trail, but at the end when they're doing that badass fight, he doesn't even use bending. He only uses like his chains and stuff to help Zuko take out like the people. Like Zuko uses his bending, but Iroh only uses the chains, or I think he only uses the chains and like counter like counters the oh my rocks. God. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like I, I was watching and I was like, I was like, did that just happen? And I rewind it and I watched it again. I was like. He did. This guy, Uncle Iroh, is hella skilled. That's what I wrote down because he doesn't even use bending. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. And I think, I, I assume it was like a conscious choice by the writers to show that, to prove the Earthbenders wrong too, that, you know, they've been mocking him the whole episode and he doesn't even need to use bending. Even before that, they're like, you're outnumbered. And then he's like... Well, you guys You're are clearly outmatched. Yeah. Yes, so. that was oh, that's such a good line. Like, and also it kind of shows like his faith in Zuko too. Like, mm-hmm. he's powerful enough, and he believes in his nephew enough to believe, like, to know. I should say that they can take out five Earthbenders. He has a lot of faith in in Zuko. Like he, I guess he was like timing it everything because he knew exactly when to do the attack and kind of how far Zuko was away sort of thing. I mm-hmm. don't know. And I like that moment where they humanize Zuko, where he's tracking down Uncle Iroh and then he sees Appa. And it shows that his relationship with his uncle matters to him more than, I guess, his honor, which he's trying to get back his whole life or the yeah. last couple and of years. I like I wrote that down too. Like it was, I think it was a huge moment for Zuko, especially mm-hmm. to choose Iroh over Aang. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's like greater powers. I feel like it's like a writing thing, but in the world of Avatar, I feel like there's greater powers at hand shaping the destiny of these characters where, because like Aang wasn't even on there. So I feel like something Mm -hmm. told Zuko that like, don't do it, you know? Well, I mean, I don't know. uh, This is jumping forward to episodes. Never mind. (laughs) Because like, because, Iro just Iro talks about destiny a lot. So, well, the 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 thing that got me thinking is that because huge spoiler alert, uh, Zuko is. So, I feel like something there, like some mystical powers, like shaping destiny and stuff. I don't know. I can't believe you just spoiled that. <laughs> that was like 
that news was just so earth shaking, <laughs> groundbreaking. That is like that. Just that news rocked my world in book three. And you're just going to drop it in book one like that. I'm just going to bleep it out. I'm just going to be like, I, <laughs> and everyone's going to be like, what? And then they're going to have to wait like four years to find out what I was talking about. <laughs> Not four years, but like, you know, uh, I'm taking the holidays so off. I'm just letting everyone know. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I'm pretty sure no one wants to be here when Christmas lands on like a Thursday or something or like whenever we record. I don't know. But maybe we'll put one out there because we know that not everyone likes family time and they might want to escape to our beautiful voices and hear some avatar talk. I I can so provide ASMR if you really want to. Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) Happy holidays. (laughs) Um, what's in- <laughs> I have way too much fun just whispering into this. Listen, when I was editing last week, it just I I lo- I love ASMR, guys. It's I, just it's I, so stinging. It's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> Male ASMR people are just the best tingles for me for some reason. <laughs> um, and while I was editing, I was just like, I'm about to fucking fall asleep. <laughs> I was against it last week, but I approve this message this week. <laughs> you just uh, warm up to it. It's okay. So jumping back into the episode here real quick. Uh, did you have any more thoughts on Roku and Zuko? Um, Not Roku, I Iroh had, and Zuko. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of going off of the whole Iroh is fucking amazing and he's top tier. Um, the fact that he can see Aang and Roku's dragon in the spirit yes. world while he's in the physical world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's incredible. So I kind of looked into it a little bit and there was really no proper explanation. The closest thing I got that kind of made sense to me because we do see this with another character later on. Uh, not in this series, but in Korra, which is Janora. I guess they're just... I don't know if Iroh is just like really good at being spiritual or if he was kind of born with that ability like Janora was where they're more inclined to spirituality and they're able to see like spirits in the physical world, you know? Yeah, I remember, I guess, jumping over to another episode, even though I said I wouldn't, (laughs) when Zhao talks about, you know, Iroh's trip to the spirit world, like he's got to be spiritual as hell to even go to the spirit world and, you know, still see the spirits. So Right. And jumping over to Korra in the future episode here. <laughs> uh, is I don't know. I, I couldn't figure out an answer for this. I don't know if I just didn't look hard enough. Um, but if anybody knows out there, uh, leave a comment or email us or something. Is Uncle Iroh the only human to like transcend into the spirit world? Um like I know there's what? like in Korra, I know there's like the the fog of the lost. Yeah, or that's whatever. what I was gonna talk about. I feel like, like those are still. He- but I feel like those are like physical humans. Like it, I think what we saw, like Korra interact with, that was like, like a soul or something. You know, it wasn't like when Tenzin's down there and everything, and you see Zhao. I feel like that was just the spirit. You think because he gets dragged because he gets dragged down by. Yeah, but I feel like they took his whole body. And then, like, Janora's down there, but it's not... Was it her spirit? No, that was Janora's spirit. 
Okay. In core, they only use the portals to get in and out with their physical right. bodies. Right, right. Hmm. No, I, I'll find this answer in the future, though. We'll get there. I feel like I'll just have to pay attention more in season two and, of Korra. Yeah, but um, kind of going off of the Korra and Aang kind of bridge um, with spirits, um, I think it's really interesting to see how differently the spirits are calmed within the within the two series like in this yeah. one we see ang i kind of it kind of looks like a form of energy bending when it's, you know he touches the crown of haibai's head and i kind of like, calms down that spirit i love that season of Korra. i think it's my favorite season um but mostly because of the lore and stuff for the spirits and all that kind of thing but if anything i feel like out of any avatar specifically ang because he's an air nomad we should have seen like that energy bending there or like some explanation or something. I feel like just like the writers hadn't thought about it, obviously. Mm -hmm. But the note I have here is because when they ask Aang to like be, be the bridge, Aang's like, I have no idea what, what they're talking about. Like nobody, yeah. nobody taught me. And, I, I, and then I, I'm just like, but you're an air nomad. Out of all the nations, your culture is the most spiritual like you guys meditate for days and that kind of thing yeah and I, and I would think like part of earning your arrows is you have to be in tune with your spiritual spiritual side you know because he's an airbending master i know he but says that's because he invented a new technique right but i feel like he he mastered it would make more sense for them to be masters after mastering spiritual and bending mm -hmm. but i feel like they only get their arrows for being just air like Airbender. Airbenders, just an airbender, not. But even then, like he said, he had like no, I like he's never like heard of the spirit side, which mm -hmm. is just like blows my mind because the air nomads probably talk about that shit all the time, you know. They it, might not have talked about it in the avatar sense, you know, like they talk about being spiritual probably, but in terms of the avatar, I feel like it's very specific. And with Aang, they probably meant to tell him, you know, what his duties would be as avatar. Because they saw, you know, trouble was brewing and everything, but they never got around to it because he ran away, you know? Yeah, he does mention that. But still, like, even like, I don't know, just made he just makes it sound like he doesn't know anything about it. I don't know, like some rando in a village seems to know a little bit more about it than he does. But I feel like Heibai still recognized Aang as like one of his own, you know? Because like... Right. There were plenty of times when in their fights in the beginning where Heibai could have taken Aang, but instead took Sokka. Yeah, because I also wrote down, because you know when he like they first confront each other, Heibai like blows that like blue Blu-ray energy mm -hmm. thing. It doesn't affect Aang, but when he does it to like that watchtower thing, it completely oh, yeah. destroys it. And I was just like, is a different energy coming out of it or does it not affect like humans or does it not affect like the avatar or something it just you know i was just wondering or was it holding back or is it just every time it opens its mouth does stuff come out i don't know so don't many know. questions these are important things to think about you know <laughs> but continuing on with this spirit world thing why do you think they can't bend in the spirit world i had no idea why like it just it made no sense to me so obviously I looked it up. <laughs> okay, good. Can I tell you, can I, can I throw some things before you give us some answers? Yes. Okay. So what doesn't make sense to me regarding the note bending is, 
according to the lore we were given in Korra, the bending was given to a to the Avatar world by the Lion Turtles. Are Lion Turtles spirits? No. No. Okay. Because I because my thought was, it doesn't make sense. They don't work if it was given to us by spirits. Yeah, I don't think that would make sense. But then it's also like, well, where did these lion turtles even get this ability from? Right. I feel like they might be spirits. Are they creatures? No, because um, lion turtles, the one that Aang meets in the end, that's the only lion turtle left in existence. Because um, just like with the dragons being killed for sport, um, lion turtles were also hunted and killed. Which makes like how do you kill a lion turtle first of all? Doesn't but, um, isn't your home on the lion turtle to begin with? Like that's before, where they were. Yeah. Before yeah, like lion turtles were homes and everything, but when once people started leaving, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hold on, let me see here. Yeah, that was just my thing. Was I thought that it it didn't make sense to me because I thought that bending came from spirits. So why wouldn't you be able to bend in the spirit world? If anything, I would think you'd be to go extra hardcore bending in the spirit world. Interesting. But yeah, what what did you find out? Um, I just read that it's like, it's only your physical body that can bend. Like it's just your spirit. Your body is able to bend, but your spirit can't. Like there's a separation between the two. Hmm. Is it? Like, you know, like, like with Catholicism, it's like your body dies, but your soul goes to like heaven or hell. I understand. But, yeah. So, so, okay, that makes sense. It's like I was going to get into some the science of it. So the science I'm thinking is your spirit can't interact with the physical world, which is what the elements are, where are the physical things. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you can't bend physical things. Could you yes. spir- spirit bend then? But, yeah, but what gets confusing is like when, like in Korra, when they enter the spirit world through the portals and everything, like mm-hmm. I get that, but... Like water in the spirit world. Like why why do they need water? True. If they're all spirits. Yeah. Why do you need to eat and drink and stuff? Like where's Iroh getting his tea from? <laughs> well, maybe it's the water's just there since Iroh showed up. There was no water before, but then Iroh showed um, up. No, there is, there's water. There's that oasis when yeah. Juan gets there. And there's also water when... But that was different. That was when... That, that was the physical world. The, when? For, the one, the one world that was the physical world, and at the end, uh, when the portals are open, the spirits go into the portals. Yes, but when he, but when Juan gets, wait, hold on. So the oasis where all the, uh, quick, yeah, when he first gets there after he has been like traveling and banished and stuff, is that still the? That no, was, that's in the spirit forest, isn't it? Yeah, that's the spirit forest where. So it's not really a spirit world. Okay, not, that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. But there is a. Um, when referencing a future episode, when Aang goes to talk to the creepy crawler thing. Oh, Ko. Yes. Yeah, it's like in a swamp there. area or something. Yes. So yeah, there is water. Yeah, um, so it, yeah, it doesn't make sense that the elements even exist in the spirit world either. Yeah. But I guess, I don't know. It's just, it's better than just like nothing. S- I mean, yeah. Sorry, it's just m- much it's just much to think about, you know? Yeah. But, well, I never got to finish what I said. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's just like, why is calming down spirits so different between the two? Like, you know, Korra, they, um, Vatu teaches Korra how to use the water and kind of, 
ease the spirits that way. Like, why couldn't she do what Aang did with just a little tap to the head and I think it's because out. even though Aang didn't didn't seem to know about his like spirituality thing, I think he was more in touch with his spiritual side than Korra was. Like that was Korra's I think biggest challenge was because she was very like brute force kind of person. So I don't think she had that ability to just go like tap and make everything better. She had to bend it, you know? Yeah. And also at that point, her avatar, her bending had been taken away and she had already gone through some stress through her avatarness, you know? So maybe that ability might have been taken away or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's my thought on that. But like, okay. So like with the whole not being able to bend in the spirit world, Mm -hmm. I just, I don't understand how Aang didn't realize sooner that he couldn't bend in the spirit world prior to meeting Roku's dragon. Because when he's leaving to get Sokka, you know, he's flying on his glider and everything. Mm -hmm. And he comes walking back. I feel like if this were, you know, like a crucial moment, like you got to get your friend. Like, I feel like you would still fly back and be like, yo, Katara can't find him. But he just comes walking back and he doesn't have his staff. This is me being nitpicky now. So he comes back without his staff. And then, you know, he realizes, oh my gosh, I'm in the spirit world. Like I'm blue. No one can see me. And then he sees Roku's dragon approaching him and he's trying, he has his glider again somehow. And he's trying to bend the glider and fly and everything and realizes that he can't. I just, I feel like he should have realized sooner. Yeah. Like where does he, uh, just a normal base question. Where does he keep that glider? (laughs) Like he has it, then he doesn't. Um, And he doesn't have like a backpack or a little yeah it's not like strap it onto him like yeah like you know like ninjas have like a little thing where they insert their bow staffs and stuff but he doesn't yeah i don't know he's mary poppins i guess is it is it like thor's hammer can he summon it with like airbending has he done that before i don't think he has i don't think so i hope i'm surprised but even then he would have to like conjure an air current to pick it up and get it to him Mm -hmm. and meaning he would have to know where it is i don't know it's just a cartoon <laughs> error. I know. And Jasmine would totally be kicking our asses right now for would. like she talking would. about any of this. She'd be like, it's a cartoon. It's for the plot. But like, I understand it's for the plot, but. He had it and then he did it. And then he had yeah. it. I'm just saying. Speak- Continuity people, please. <laughs> so Roku's dragon rules. Where's Roku is my question. Like, Who the honk knows? <laughs> like, why? Why didn't he just roll up? Like, I get it's like plot to get to the next episode and make it like this big thing or whatever but at the end uh, okay uh, should we should we save that for part two of the yeah, episode because, i feel like that feels like part two yeah that's part two because okay i don't have a I lot like to talk should, about <laughs> we should cut this one off right here okay um so we can start recording episode two well that works for me because so this yeah. is going to lead into Sorry, guys, you got to have to wait a whole week to, <laughs> yeah. to figure out what I was about to this say. Is a, this is a real cliffhanger, people. It's a real cliffhanger. The next one, uh, not not much happens. Let me just double check here to make sure I didn't leave anything out. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Levi, I don't know anything. Jasmine's. Uh, shout out to Jasmine. She's not here, but they did her favorite earthbending move. She has nothing to say about. Wait, which one? The, the when they capture Iroh, they do like the little pyramid thing. Oh, they oh that is her favorite move. Yep, when they trap him like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sad. I think this is a pretty solid episode. I think it's the most like 
structured one we've done like segue wise <laughs> like everything kind of led into each other proud of ourselves right there uh that's all i had to mention so yeah that that's this week's episode join us next week where we're going to talk about episode eight avatar roku winter solstice part two and you'll find out what i was about to say if i haven't forgotten it by the time i get there <laughs> so yeah follow us on instagram at Pippin Patalopsicopolis podcast and send us emails to questions that we have that we got wrong or comments you guys have, things you want us to talk about, or send us some tunes that we can put in at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, and that's also at Pippin podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and then you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, or SoundCloud. and all the episodes up to date should be on um on youtube as well so you can stream them there share them comment tell everyone about it listen through to it all the way through and one last thing which was i wanted to give a shout out to all our 17 listeners <laughs> and <laughs> one follower on spotify i know andrea listens to it on soundcloud do you know anyone else who listens to it on soundcloud <laughs> all my friends have been asking me for the spotify link okay so yeah and but shout out to all my friends that have listened and given me feedback. It's really appreciated. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Also, we have uh, one listener that's from Argentina. I think we know who you are, but we're not going to say it in case we're wrong. But thanks for listening and share it out in Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> and yep, that's this week's episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And join us next week to find out what Deuces. I was going to say. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>